0: have a, just enough faith to trust the Lord and say, I'll understand it better yeah. by and by. I have a glimpse, but I don't fully understand or fully know, but yet I'll understand it better by and by. Yeah. It's troubling to me right now. Yeah. It's smoky, as hazy, as dark, yeah. but I'll understand it better by and by, that hymn kinda of set the tone for this message this morning. Coming from First Corinthians 13 chapter, we're looking at the latter part of this great chapter that we affectionately turn to, calling the love chapter. Some of you probably thinking, pastor's about to talk about valentines and sweethearts. God just worked it out this way. True indeed, love is a principle that is daily a part of our lives. And we should not need a date on the calendar of mind that we love somebody. I'm going to leave that alone, move on. But some of y'all might get a wake up call on Tuesday. Some of my I quoted, like Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? So don't try to make it up in one day what you should have been doing every day. But getting to our message for this morning, looking in the mirror, I want to highlight on this morning, if you could help me talk to your neighbor, tell them, changing my appearance. Oh, that was a loaded statement, was it not? Many of us wake up in the morning trying to change our appearance. Wake up with funky breath, want to change that. I'm just telling the truth. Wake up hair undone, you want to change that. Wake up, got a shade, have to trim, have to cut, got to pull, got to tuck. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Trying to find everything to hide what you don't want anybody else to see. Because you want to change your appearance. But help me tell you, maybe the mirror doesn't lie. Can I highlight for us out of this wonderful text when we look down to verses 8 through 13? I want us to focus on verse 9, if you will. It says, now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when full understanding comes, these partial things will become what? Useless. Can I jump to verse 12? Now, we see things imperfectly as a cloudy mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. Can I paraphrase that? What it's saying, by and by, I'll understand it better. When we look in the mirror, it only shows us who we are now. Can I say that one more time? It only shows us who we are now, at that present time, at that present moment. But your mind can remind you what you used to look like. It can remind you when you might have stood taller. It can remind you when you were in shape. It can remind you when your features your features were not as mature as they are now. I can look in the mirror and I realize that my face has stayed the same. And and I find that because I, I, I don't like that because everybody remembers me when I see them. They're like, you haven't changed, Sam, because my, my face has always been slim, but never was chubby. And so I, I never could fill out my face because I want to be big, y'all. I want to be big, but I'm always small. And so I look at my, my childhood pictures, and I can recognize that it's the same features throughout the time. When I see my friends, I can't recognize them all the time. Because they look a little bit different. The baby fat that they had has gone away. You can see a more chiseled feature that it takes some time to remember them. But they see me, they go like this Sammy, is that you? <laughs> Forever Sammy. And in this process, when I look at the mirror now, I can look that I may have a little bit more hair on my face now, a little less hair on my head now. I I can see that through the times I might have some bumps and some bruises that occurred over time that I say that, well, many many features on my face I can look and I know when they happen. I know when I had to get stitches. I know when I got a busted lip. I know when I cut myself shaving or when I fell down and I got scrapes and I got bruises on my body and on my face. I know when those things happen. But it does not show me before and only shows me now while I'm looking in the mirror. And so the mirror can remind us of how we have matured or it may remind us how we stayed the same. Our mirror should let us reflect that yet only by God's grace and his mercy mercy, that I made it to today. Day after day new mercies I see. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Why? Because morning after morning new mercies. I see. So we see here that God has been faithful to us that every day we'd be able to see another day, not because we've been in shape, not because we have good hygiene, not because we live in a nice house or a nice car, but because he's been faithful to us. And he's been maturing us and helping us to grow to where he wants us to be. So when you're looking at the mirror, we should be satisfied with our progress. Hello, somebody. But when you are not satisfied, that means you, might not, you may not have been growing as you should have been. You're not doing what you told yourself you are going to do. I know many of the New Year's, people make that New Year's resolution. They stats and stats show that the health club membership goes up that first year, and attendance declines after that one month. Beginning year by good intentions, they go, I'm working out, I'm gonna lose weight this year, I'm gonna be in shape this year, but when life catches up with them, that determination of having change in a life is not as strong as it once was. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That we need to realize that daily we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and not shake our heads and say, I should be doing better, but look in the mirror and say, I am going to do better. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? So in this process of looking into changing our appearance, tell your neighbor it takes time. Tell them it won't happen overnight. They try to sell you, yeah, sell you how quickly things can change, but you see those commercials for those health uh, uh, exercises and videos that they tell you results may vary. What does that mean that you too may be overweight like they were, but you not guarantee you're going to lose 20 pounds in 30 days, 90 days, or in one week like them? So they tell you so you don't get upset trying try to get your money back because it didn't work. They would say results may vary. But can I give you some help this morning that God's results don't vary? If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. So if he can remove something out of my life, hello, somebody. He can remove the exact same thing out of yours. If he can do it overnight in my life, come on, somebody. He can do it overnight in yours. Or can I get more specific? If he can do it at that moment, at the nick of time, so enough, he can so enough do it for you. Because our God does not change. He is not based on your chemical background your makeup and how well you're going to work. It's just based on that my God is able. And so in this process of change, look at it, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke, thought, reasoned as a child. Think about that for a moment. Have you changed in your way of thinking? Have you changed in your way of communicating? Have you changed in your way in relationships? Our childish ways—we know this. What you don't want to play my game with my ball? I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Maybe I, maybe y'all don't remember the ball, but what about your marbles? What about your jacks? What about your jump rope? What about your hula hoop? What about your tire rim? I got—I think I should have got covered, everybody. <laughs> The toy that you had, they didn't want to play right with your toy. You took it home. Say, I don't got to put up with you. But tell your neighbor, that's childish. Because when we are changing our appearance, what's changing in us is that something inside of us is growing. And what should be growing in us, tell your neighbor, it's love. Because when love grows stronger, you're willing to put up with people's mess longer. Y'all not listening to me this morning? Y'all, wake up, wake everybody around, make sure they cast this, cast this. Because when you love somebody, you are willing to put up with all their stinky mess because you love them that much. Y'all quiet on me. Think about how you can go on a long road trip with the one person that gets on your last nerves because you love them that much. My mom knows I drive her crazy, but she won't take a vacation without her kids. Kids get in the car. I'm going to lose my mind. We get in the car and we're going on the trip because she loves us. No, we're going to act a fool. No, we're going to misbehave. No, we're going to complain, are we there yet? i got to use the restroom, seat belt too tight, stop touching me. They know all that's going to come on the trip, but because they love me, they're willing to stay in a car over 15 hours with children crying and yelling and screaming. Tell your neighbor, that's love. But childish would be like, I ain't going. I'm not going to put up with that again. That was the last time I'm going to put up with that mess. Uh, You can go on your own. I'm going to fly there. I'll meet you there, but I don't want to go there with you. But when we're growing, we realize that I can put up with that. That's not going to push me away, but that will draw me closer because I want to be here. When we realize how love is completing us and changing us, we start realizing how we start doing things differently. And so we start looking in the mirror and we start seeing that change that I used to look like this, but I look like this now. So when we grow up, in the New Living Translation it has a but, when I grew up, I put away childish things. Does that sound familiar? James, he says to get rid of evil and wickedness because when we are angry and moving in wickedness it does not bring glory or righteousness to God those who know better ought to do better too much is given much is required so we need to realize that when God has matured us and given us wisdom and insight through his word how we ought to love one another do I not need to apply that do I not need to forgive my brother and sister even before they come to me do I not need to pray for those who who curse me and bless those and curse not do I not need to turn the other cheek? Do I not need to pray for my enemy? See, I, 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 I want us to grab it that when you love somebody, you want what's best for them, even if they don't want what's best for you. That's that growth process. It's maturation. It's us over time getting stronger and stronger. Just think about it for a moment. A little sapling coming out of the ground is not very strong. But yet as it grows, it becomes thicker and wider and taller. When it first comes up, you can't sit on it. You'll break it. But when it gets stronger, you can put a a swing on it. You might even be able to put a treehouse on it. You might be able to climb up to the top and not fall off of it. Because over time, as that tree grew, it became stronger and sturdier and mobile that you even trusted to hold your children that you built a treehouse in it. So we see when things grow over time, they become stronger. How much more should we? That we should have grown strong enough that we can put up with other people's mess. That we should be able to hold them up even when they're just climbing all over us. Using us and abusing us for their joy, for their entertainment. They want to swing on us. They want to climb on us. They want to get up and play on us. But we can still say, I can take it. Because we realize that God is building us up and strengthening us that we can show somebody what stability is. The reason why you can play with me, the reason why you can mess with me, because I love you enough to stay here for you to do so. Come on, somebody. Because when you don't love somebody, you, you don't care what they do. People, some people say that, that hate is the opposite of love, and some are going to say that no, hate's not the opposite of love, but it's indifferent. Hate means you still care. Indifferent means you don't care. I don't care if you live or you die. Hate means I hope you die. Indifference means I don't care what you do. No, will I help you? No, will I even think about you? But hey, we'll do something because you're still concerned about them. You have some kind of emotion that you don't want to feel that way. But because you feel that way, you want them to know you feel that way. But when you don't care about them, you don't want them to know anything. And that's why we see the aspect that our emotions can get the best of us in our actions. But when we love somebody, we realize that I can control. Because of what God is building upon Because look what God is trying to do in us. Look at verses 12 through 13. God is trying to make us like him. God is trying to make us like him. Do you not see that? It says we look and we see a cloudy image. We have a glimpse, but we don't know who we may be. But we do know one thing. We will be like him. Y'all see that right there? God wants us to be like him. And it's showing us here, while we're here on this earth, we're not going to make it. Tell your neighbor, you can't make it by yourself. But by the help of his Holy Spirit, it can help us to mature enough that we can have a glimpse of his character. What's a glimpse of his character? That when someone knows they were wrong to you, you still give them forgiveness. That's a glimpse of God's character. When you are showing compassion to those who are less fortunate, that's a... Glimpse of his character. We talk about how we want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. The only way we can do that is by being like him. Jesus didn't slap people. He built them up. He didn't curse them. He blessed them. And so we need to look in the process, instead of, instead of me trying to tear you down, how can I build you up? How can I feed you? How can I nourish you? How can I share you the truth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that I can be more like him and less like my old so Hello, somebody. Y'all see in the mirror, remember I, rem- I reminded that when we look in the mirror, we only see who we are now. We don't see the old self. And some of us need to remind ourselves that we don't want to go back to that old self. Paul writes in all the time that you need to kill the old man. Kill him means to get rid of him, remove him, to throw him away. How much more do we need to get rid of our old selves, the old liar, the old gossiper, the old thief, the old fornicator, the old drunk? Get rid of this one and be the new creation we are in Christ Jesus. Because why? Love changes us. Love builds us up because when you look at it, you see those three things that remain. But what's the greatest? Love. Because it says tongues and prophecies will cease. Why will they cease? Because when, I, when he comes back again, tell your neighbor, he's coming back again. When he comes back again, I don't need to foretell the future. It's before him. Y'all missed it. I don't need to speak in another language because I want to speak one language. So all I'm gonna, everybody the same way is gonna be able to worship him the same way. Cast that for a moment. So I, I, my mind was, was going through me just thinking about God, what language that's gonna be. Then my 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 mind started resting and say it don't matter. (laughs) Cause, cause I don't know. I know in part. So I think in part where I think it's going to be. But yet when he comes back, it won't matter no more cause I'm gonna know. Because how can all knees, all tongues come down and confess at the same time? But when he comes back, it's going to come clarity. Bada, we will know. But catch this. in knowing this process, we need to know him so we can see him. Has anybody ever went somewhere for the first place you asked for a description? You know, where is the house? Where is it by? Or what are you wearing? What do you look like? So I can see you out of the crowd. I, I want you to understand this for you to know what he looks like look in the mirror and if you don't like what you see then he don't look like that <laughs> but if you see love you see mercy you see growth and you say Lord I see a glimpse of you I don't see all of it, but I, I do see a change happening in my life. I see some changes and some maturations coming that I see fruit in my life in areas that was dead, but now is alive because I apply your love, your obedience, your word in my life. So I see some growth happening that I put away these childish things away and I started be acting like a grown-up because we see in part. Paul even says in 2nd Corinthians 3rd chapter 18, but we all with unveiled face, behold, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. So even he's pointing out that we are being changed to be like him from what glory? To glory, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, later on by verse 11, says that he has given us gifts so that we can build each other up and equip each other to the full measure or the stature of Christ. He writes in Philippians that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is pointing out to us here is that God is going to continue working on you, building you up until he comes back again. And so part of the change of this process is that maybe I need to change the way I communicate. Maybe I need to change how I have not been patient, that I be more patient with you. Maybe I do not have to remind you how you always get on my last nerve, but remind you how much I love you. Remind you that I'm here to help you, not to be against you. Remind you that even when you forgive me, I won't forget about you. Remind them that you don't want to pray for me, but come here. I'm going to pray with you and for you. Reminding them, those that you will talk about me behind my back, but I'm going to pray for you, in front of you and behind you. That I am willing to show Christ in my life, regardless of what the world wants me to show. Because if you look in the mirror long enough that we might find out we allow the world to dress us and not Christ. The world will let you to get yours. The world will tell you that's all about you. The world will tell you how you can be this and that. But God will tell you that I don't want you like that. The world will try to dress you up to tear you down. But God will build you up. And so in this process of looking at this text, we see here that in order for us to be like him, we have to know him. And what we do know is partial. Tell your name, we only know part of it. And so this is a part that we do know. We do know this, that we need to forgive. We need to know to be patient. We need to know that we need to remove filthiness talk from our language. We talked about that last week. We know that we need to serve in our community. We know we need to be uh, patient and loving jesus said it this way that they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another and so we need to realize that how i love you how i will give my best for you and and cast this, cast this that we need to put it in our memory brain that i don't do anything just for you to know my name i don't do it to get an accolade i don't do it to get an award i don't do it to be uh recognized but i do it for my god to gain the glory and when you do that, it's amazing how people call you back because they appreciate what you did. But when you come grandiose and braggadocious, and, and make yourself think you're better than a bag of chips and you you better than than a better than a slice of bread, they're gonna look at you and say, "I don't need you." But when you come in low and meek and and humble, they'll say, "I want you back. I I need you." Can I can I drop home the example? Of how did Christ come? He came low, meek, and humble, and that's why we sing that hymn, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. We sing that other hymn, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help do I know. We go back to Psalm 46. He's a present help in the time of trouble. So we see here that Lord I'm not all who I want to be I, I, but I'm glad I'm not who I used to be. And Lord I thank you God that you're changing me over and over. So catch this. Uh, can I go to Valentine's Day? Uh, you're going to try to be nice to your sweetheart but you ought to start practicing right now today. Uh, say Lord I want to be better man today. A better woman today. A better father today. A better wife today. A better husband today. Because you realize if I start to Today, uh, I'll be stronger. Tomorrow, because I'm going to see a maturation. I'm going to see a change in the process. So, looking in the mirror, in order for you to see a change, a change starts on the inside. And Jesus reminds us that if we call on him, we shall be saved. He reminds us that If I am in you and you are in me, anything, you ask, my father, he'll give to you. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That you want to grow stronger in your walk with Jesus. All you got to do is say, Lord, I need thee. You want to mature in your relationships. I said, it's plural. You say, Lord, I need you. And you remove yourself. So you say, Lord, I want to see you in me. It says that we only got a glimpse and uh, we know how the story goes about pure gold, how they got to go through the fire in order to get out the imperfection, see the purity. Anybody here glad that God can take you through the fire? I said, he can take you through. He won't leave you. Some people try to throw you to the fire and let you get burned up, but God will meet you there and bring you through. <laughs> Tell your neighbor that God will be there. <laughs> God will be there. Tell another neighbor God will be there. Because if you need some help, to remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was with them before the fire, in the fire, and after the fire. Can I get a witness here that realize that my God will stay with me? He will help me mature. He will help me grow to be all that he wants me to be. Because I know for a fact If I rest on on me, I wouldn't be standing here. I I wouldn't be living the life I, I should be living. But because I rest on his name, I rest on his word, I rest on his promise, that brings forth the growth. So the principle I want you to grab this morning is to look in the mirror and say, Lord, am I reflecting you in my life? And, Lord, if I'm not reflecting you in my life, show me what I need to get rid of. We look in the mirror, we say, oh, I need to get rid of this hair or I need to work off or get rid of this weight. Well, the Lord is showing something to you when you look in his word, his mirror. So we need to get rid of, I need to get rid of this anger, I need to get rid of this, this cursing, I need to get rid of this fornication, this alcohol, this, uh, these, uh, the, all this lust that's taken over my body. These things I need to get rid of so that Lord, I can draw closer to you. But remember, it's a process. It won't happen overnight. But yet our God is able to help you grow closer to him. Because as we draw closer to him, as we remove some of these things from our lives, we're drawing closer to who we're going to be. But we'll only fully be there when he comes back. So in other words, tell your neighbor, don't give up. Don't give in. in. Keep Keep on pushing. Because Christ is coming back again. So keep on changing. Keep on growing. Keep on studying in his word. And wait till he comes and tell you well done. But yet in your life you can see, Lord, I'm getting more like you. Because I have more of you in me. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Let's turn to him. Lord, we come right now. Lord, realizing we need more of you in our lives. We need more power. We need more peace, more love. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you give it to us because every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, we thank you, Father, Lord, that as we are here, we can look over our lives and realize that we have not done everything that we should have done. But, Lord, you've been faithful that you've never left us nor forsaken us. And for that, Lord, we are thankful and we are grateful. And, Lord, we have making up our mind on today. So, Lord, we're going to do better than we had before. And that we'll trust you more. We'll lean on you more. And Father, Lord, we, we confess the times right now. God, remove it from our hearts. And show us, Lord, our, our, our hidden faults before us so they will not master over us. So that the words of our mouth and meditation heart will be acceptable under thy sight. So every head bowed and every eyes closed. Someone here does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He wants you to know that you confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart that he is Lord. You shall... Be saved. And you too can see that change happening in your life. That how you will start moving closer to him away from your old self living in this world. And start seeing joy and start seeing peace because of having the peace of Christ with you. Father, we thank you. We magnify you. We glorify your holy name. Amen. Maybe stand and give the hand of the opposite.